We are I. Yesterday was one of those days where, you know, I was by myself and I had a ton of stuff to do yesterday and all I could think of is, man, like today is one of those days where it's beautiful outside, the sun is shining, I only have myself to be able to please, I have my work to be able to get done and something was kind of like pulling at me. And I quickly figured out this thing that was like pulling at me, that was nagging at me was, you know, but maybe you should try, well, not try, I guess I've tried lots of times, but, you know, maybe it's a day since you're going to be alone outside in nature, working in the field, kind of connecting with the roots of who you are, your heritage, your ancestors, you know, and maybe today is a day that you eat some mushrooms. And I'm like, huh, like it's been a while. It's been months, you know, but I don't have any air quotes responsibilities that, you know, I need to be any one place for except for this task that I can very easily dabble into trying some, uh, some mushrooms. So I drive about like a gram, you know, I get my stuff done. I get, you know, to the farm and I you know, eat a gram of these mushrooms and I fully know exactly what's going to happen. Like this is a scenario I've been in lots of times. I've run multiple different experiments with eating mushrooms. I've talked about it on this podcast lots from, you know, eating different quantities, you know, in the ice bath before, after, during, you know, bef- like sleeping to see if I can connect with my dream state more, the sauna, um, exercise, long endurance exercise, heavy weight training, you know, being out in the backcountry, trail running, all of these different scenarios, you know, I've tried just to really understand, you know, myself in this experience a lot more. You know, so I'm sitting there and I'm just, I guess it's more, I have this long run coming up, you know, about 160 miles. And I'm figuring out ways where I can help distract my mind and really get the joy out of it. Because I've been kind of dabbling for like the last week or so, whether or not, you know, like eating mushrooms or, you know, at least for a leg, this would be a good idea, you know, because I've done on long bike rides, I've done on long runs, you know, but I'm like, is this a good idea here in this application? So I think that's kind of what planted that seed in my mind, you know, but I'm in the field and I'm working away, listening to a podcast and the one thing that I notice is like I start to get extremely like my acuity level to be able to decipher information when I'm listening to this abstractly because I'm listening to a podcast about stretching, PNF stretching, static stretching, dynamic ballistic stretching. And I start to understand that my mind is computing this information in a completely different way. Like I'm visually seeing these processes take place that this narrator is describing, which happens to be, you know, Dr. Andrew Huberman, 
you know, very well respected, you know, in exercise physiology and psychology. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, I love this. And I start to like look around and I just, I see all these different, you know, pumpkin plants in the field. And, you know, I start to see their leaves just rustling in like this slight low wind. And I was like, huh, I'm like, these are like my little, like my little kids now. Like I got to really nurture these things because I, I really started to connect with this concept of that, you know, these plants obviously need to be nurtured. They need to be nurtured by me and all the other people coming to help nurture these things, which includes um, a bunch of children. But I'm like, these are also directly responsible for hopefully providing the funding to be able to feed like tens, if not hundreds of children, you know, for a year. But it was like, the gravity of that didn't, it didn't affect me in a way where it felt pressurized. It just felt in a way where you have to be extra nurturing, extra caring, extra loving, extra understanding, which connected me with the work, the physical labor, the actual work side of it. The fulfillment level went way up, way up. And so I started fine tuning this thought process in my mind. I turned off my podcast and I was like, you know, yeah, I have this imagery in my mind of, you know, hippies back in the day and still hippies to today where it's like, you know, shoes off, feet in the dirt, working this land, connecting themselves with their food. And you can see and you can feel the disassociation that we have with our food now. And I went really deep into this concept yesterday. And with absolute clarity and understandings, again, like mushrooms that I ate wasn't enough to really have a, a psychedelic experience, but more just to enhance your acuity level and these, these different thought processes and these different, these different landscapes. And I thought to myself, you know, you can see why people love and respect things around them more when you're actually fundamentally doing them and especially pertaining to food. Because even for a minute, I thought I'm like, I'm like, man, these cows, right? Eat a, like a tremendous amount of meat. For a second, I was just like, man, I'm like, it would be really hard you know, to raise these cows, even though I did this as a child uh, by proxy. And, you know, then eating that cow, you know, and again, do you have like this disassociation where you're not raising these animals, even though I've raised animals for feed in my life. And again, by proxy on the farm, aunts and uncles, you know, everything. So, I guess the the point that I'm trying to make here doing a terrible job of explaining it is, you know, I realized through our life because so much of our life is completely disassociated with the work that we're actually doing. And I think this goes back to a concept I was talking about last week where, you know, being able to be able to have the ability to connect with what you are doing 
on a level that it brings you closer to people and closer to the work you're doing and to the earth and the environment around us. I think is a very big part that's missing in our world today. And I see things like AI chatbots, you know, chat GPTs, the open AIs, the, the, all of these, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, all this kind of stuff. And even like these podcasts, you know, like where I think some of these podcasts, cause you're listening to conversations, does it, does it force people or is it forcing people into an environment where maybe you aren't engaging with as many people in real time because you feel like you've had a conversation or lots of conversations with people because you've been a part of conversations by proxy. Are we taking ourselves out of all these environments and situations that really allow us to be able to understand other human beings, understand our world around us environmentally in our place within inside of that, but also it's simply just where our food, our water, our shelter, like these things that we take for granted because our most people's association now when it comes to food is only that you go to a grocery store and buy it. But it's like, is that the same thing as you need to write a speech, but you ask ChatGPT to do it? So you don't actually build the tools of understanding of how to create a speech? Because you don't fundamentally know how to be able to provide food for yourself and have no connection with that food if you just go and it's just in abundance in a place. Is it the same thing as not or listening to, you know, a conversation happening and going through that conversation in your mind of how you'd participate in it, but not actually participating in it, but on a certain level feeling fulfillment like you did participate in it? You know, it's all these all these layers of how we actually are losing a fundamental connection with everything around us. You know, like I even look at my home right now as I sit here and listen to this and I've built shelters, not a home, but I've built shelters. I've renovated my house, but I've never actually built a house, but I've built shelters to sleep in. And even from a watered down version of that, just erecting a tent. But it's like you have so much more appreciation for the structure that you you built because you built it. You were a part of building it. Like you know intimate details about this structure that you've created. I think you respect it more and you want to take care of it more when you had a certain level of participation in in erecting this structure that you now provides you warmth and security, not only for you, but maybe loved ones around you. So these are the things that were floating around in my mind yesterday about how the depths of disassociation we have with almost everything now. And again, like I talked last week is like even people at work, when you go to work, most people when they go to work, they actually don't get to see the result of their work. Because again, most people's result of their work is pretty meaningless. You know, think of how many people have a generally meaningless job in life 
And I think a lot of people know that. And that's why they're unhappy doing that. And that's why those jobs are so hard to fill and why there's high turnover rates in them because there's no actual result. You don't get to see the result of how that improves anything. Or it's just a job that we're, you know, you're told does something. And then I think the probably the worst part about this is, you know, being in something where you're like data entry, like how meaningless does data entry seem? Like, I could only imagine how meaningless and pointless that that actually feels like that doesn't mean you can't get a sense of accomplishment from doing what you're doing. But a lot of people's jobs are like that. Where there's no you know that there's not a whole lot of benefit to people. But I think, you know, people who build homes, people who make food, people who heal people, you know, in multiple different ways. Like, these are things where you actually get to see the result in real time. You've created something, you've built something, you've engineered something. Like, like these have actual results where you can see start to finish the change and the benefit and the potential benefit to life or existence. So always trying to find ways to be able to improve myself and improve my thought process and the quality of my life and hoping to be able to inspire people's quality of life around them. Or it's just, it's, do you scale things back? Like, where does this go? Like, I understand that the society that we live in now, we have to use all of these tools and do all of these things. But like, where does that lead us? And how much do you scale back? Or what do you do to be able to still connect with this world that we should be participating in, but still participating in the world that is then thrust and forced upon us? Because again, you see this right now with the clash between you know, conservative, you know, maybe right of center way of life, you know, protests. They were like, even in Ottawa, you know, over the last few days, this mat, these, well, not massive, like these protests starting here, you know, pushing back against the LBGTQ plus whatever community in regards to grooming children. See, and now you're starting to see it, you know, spark up here in Canada. And the Muslim community getting involved, the Christian community getting involved, concerned parents of any denomination getting involved. Like you, you see these things because they just, they don't, it's because people I think feel, it's just like occupation. People feel like, like it's okay. Don't force me to participate in this world that I don't necessarily want to live in, but how do I live in this world and be successful? There's just this underlying confusion and disarray. And I think it's so many areas of our life. So how do we peel that back? How do we peel those onion skins back to be able to give enough to people where they can feel like they have control over their lives and their lives bring great meaning and purpose? Like, what do we do to be able to curate that? What do we do to be able to curate that for enough people in the next generations coming up who are living off social media and living off this curated fake environment of filters and social media and likes and retweets and reposts and this and that and the next thing. Like, 
where there's no real substance behind the things, but they're attached to our physiology where we feel like we want to have meaning and purpose. These things that don't actually bring a whole lot of meaning and purpose to them.